Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Night 12 Premier League Daily from Online Dart. Uh, we've been bringing you daily podcast updates of what we've seen in the Premier League from Milton Keynes. And you'll be pleased to know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final one we will be recording where there won't have been fans in the arena. I am absolutely buzzing for that. And two people that are also absolutely buzzing for that because they will be in Milton Keynes at some point next week as fans watching the dart. Cam McFarlane and Lee Boys. Gents, how are we? Really well, mate. Really well. Yeah, like you said, cannot wait to be in the same room as Lee Boyce and a load of other Darts fans watching the action live. It is going to be just everything that we've been dreaming of for the last 15 months. Yeah, and I mean, having never met any of you boys face-to-face, there's one thing I can absolutely guarantee is that you will not miss Lee Boys because of his... (laughs) Interesting wardrobe, shall we say, Lee? Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on this wardrobe and my uh, shirt selection for the four nights that I'm there. But I'll I'll make sure I've certainly got a special one on for the uh, the Thursday and Friday when I'm uh, when I'm going to be meeting up with the a few more of the OD lads. Um, so yeah, I'll make sure we've got a nice shirt on. Who knows the waist top might even come off and come out as well. But yeah, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. I think. Um, we had sort of a bit of a teaser now. We look back to that one night of the Worlds. Um, other than that, we haven't seen any fans in there. So it's about five consecutive nights of action and it coming at such a crucial point of the Premier League as well. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what effect those fans returning have on some of the field. Uh, to tonight's action then, boys, uh, we're going to go through all four games. But we're going to start with the man who, at the start of the week, uh, I tipped to perhaps not be in the top four. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of people that may or may not have been on various shows, including the Live Lounge and the Opening Night podcast, uh, said he might get four or six points and find himself top, which he does. Michael Van Gerwen tonight was imperious at times. He's averaged 107 
to James Wade, James Wade 110 and beat the machine 8-3. I mean, <laughs> I'm astounded and crying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not only has he gone and outdone your prediction and made you look a little bit silly, he's also done it against your boy as well, who played really, really well, didn't he? <laughs> Like 110 average from James Wade. We always say 100 average from James Wade, like 115. So that's essentially like anyone else averaging 125. And he only got seven darts at a double. Even if he did all of them, he couldn't have won the match. It's absolute madness, that performance from Van Gerwen. And yet again, he's gone good performance, not good performance, and then back with a great performance again. Yeah, and I suppose the point is that the dip wasn't as significant last night because it was it was a 95 average, whereas when he's been dipping previously, there's been a, an even bigger gap. It's been from like 104 all the way down to 90 and below. So there is signs of form that the green machine is returning to some sort of consistency, which, Lee, he was very keen to let everybody know in his post-match interview on Sky, uttering the words that we have joked on this show many a time recently... I'm back. Yeah, there was. Uh, it was. It was interesting to see. I mean, it was good to see. I've seen a lot of um, posts on social media saying, "How good is it to have MVG performing like that?" Um, and it was the top, the confidence of his performance. I'd even push it to probably say evidence of his performance, which is what we had when we seen MVG at his best. There was for me. There was just that point in the day where he took out the one three five, followed by the one zero four. Um, I think at that stage there was two apiece and then MVG. Them checkouts were just um, something special and you could see by the reaction as well. Um, and I think the worrying thing for the field is this is MVG. Get him ready for the fans to come back and I think he's someone who's going to benefit. So he's only going to get better next week, which um, I was one with you, Dob, saying that he might not make the top four and I'm certainly regretting those words after the three days we just <laughs> had from him. So... Uh, yeah, it's. I, I think it's an only. He's only done that better with fans back in. He's certainly someone who is going to react to that uh, over the uh, week. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Seeing if he can continue his performance that we've had tonight and we had on Wednesday, and see if we can have a back-to-back ton uh, averages. That would be nice to see for MVG. But yeah, the rest of the field should be worried now because MVG is looking very, very confident. Yeah, I completely agree. There's been sort of a shift in mentality for this block of three that's got him six points. On the other hand, James Wade has picked up one point from this block of three. Um, disappointing from his side, probably. All right, not the best performance against Johnny Clayton, but when you're from 110 tonight and you only picked up a point against Jose de Souza last night, um, he looked like he was in a very, very good position at the start of this block. Now, probably not so much. Languishing down in seventh, will probably need to win at least three of the last four games if he's got any hope of sneaking in to the final four camp. Yeah, he's he's in a bit of bother now, isn't he? Um, he's only three points off, but with the leg difference as well, that's essentially four points off because he's, he's 14 legs, is he? 13, 13 legs behind Jose de Souza in the leg difference as well. It's a huge gap to make up that. And... We know that James Wade doesn't really go out there and batter people. He tends to, even when he wins, they tend to be fairly close games. I can't quite see him having any sort of opportunity now. I think he's probably just a little bit too far back. 
Unfortunately, I think I'm inclined to agree. But I wrote him off the first time, thought he was relegation cannon fodder, and he survived that. So maybe, maybe uh, the machine will sneak in. Right, let's hear from Michael Van Gogh and then after a pretty impressive performance and week in his post-match conference. Michael, many congratulations. Three days, six points, top of the table. Perfect week in Milton Keynes. I can't really complain with my performance so far. Don't get me wrong. Before a good game like this, you do... You need two uh, good players that try to give everything. And uh, that's really important. And to, to do the right things at the right moments against a player like James Wade is really important for myself. It gives you confidence. And from here on, I can build on towards the next games. The one three five was vintage Green Machine. And you said it in your Sky interview officially, you are back. Do you feel that now after tonight? Uh, of course. I, I, I can't be too hard on myself because uh, even in my... Triple A days, do you know what I mean? I was happy with a performance like this. It was a good day. So uh, I need to be happy with this. And from the air on, I, I can build on towards the next games. And uh, I feel comfortable. I feel good. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what to say else, to be fair. Yeah, that's unlike you, not knowing what to say. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with performance. And uh, when you play the games like this, it's it's gives you so much energy and for me you you want to do even more I know you said it's all about rebuilding for you and ticking boxes first time you've won three Premier League games in a row since you won it in 2019 you start slowly starting to see the very very best of you again maybe that's for other people to do to uh, judge about Uh, I'm not going to say I did my best Uh, maybe I can do better Uh, but I I got still a long a long uh, run to go Uh, I'm still not consistent enough. I always will. I always will be critical myself because I can be happy now. But there's another, still another four games to go, so I need to make sure I keep my concentration and my focus going towards the next ones. A year is a long time in darts, but you must be so happy with where you were this time last year in the Premier League to where you are now. Oh yeah, last year was a disaster for me. To be fair, but you need to try to. T- to take the, the right energy out of it and try to use it against the other players. And uh, it's not always that easy, but you have to try it. And I, I think it worked out quite well for me so far. Of course, I had a, I've been coming from far, but when you have the fighting spirit like me in your body and never give up like some other players do, that's really important. Michael, congratulations on a great week. Thank you very much. Hi, Michael. Congratulations on your result tonight. Uh, Michael, we're used to you dominating and we, we're used to you being on the throne in, in darts and being at the very top. Do you feel that that's close again now? Did everyone tra- took the throne of me then? Uh, well, Gerwin's got your throne at the moment. Yeah, but it's not because you world champion didn't took my throne. They all know when I'm playing my game, I'm the best player, even Gerwin Price. They don't like to say that, but it's the fact. No, no, don't. <laughs> I'm winding up now. It's, it's just, I don't care. This, things like that happens. Uh, and you need to uh, walk over them. You need to believe in your own ability and don't look behind you. Things will happen in the past, history. You need to look to the future. And uh, I think uh, I still got a lovely future ahead of me, but I need to make sure my head is there and keep performing well. 
is it a little bit of a regret for you that we get we have a two week break because you're on such a good roll? Is it you've got to come back in two weeks and face yeah. Nathan? Yeah, of course, it's not optimal uh, because normally I prefer to play week after week, but it's one of them conditions you have to deal with at, at this stage at this moment. But uh, I, I'm going to practice with Vincent uh, in the next, in the upcoming week, a few days, and with my friend Harold. So to make sure my mind is right and uh, to feel good. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks for your time and uh, well done again. Cheers, Michael. Michael, well done on a fantastic performance tonight. You've obviously won this Premier League five times. You've been in seven out of eight finals. Does this feel like your tournament and you really want this title back? Of course I want to win this title back. But and with the performance, what I played in, in the last two months, I think I can. Of course, uh, there's still, still some dips here and there. But overall, my game's been good. Uh, uh, and I think there's still more in the tank, and that's really important. If you keep believing you can do better and better and better, then there's something more to aim for, and uh, that's really important. Do you feel like the lack of fans over the last sort of year or so has impacted you more than perhaps most players? And now that things are starting to look a bit normal again, we'll, we'll start seeing the, the real MVG on a more consistent basis? hope so. We'll be good. Uh, everyone gets what, what they deserve, and uh, I hope the crowd gets back really quickly. That's my only answer towards that, and... Of course, the other players did really well in, in the last year, but not under the, the right conditions. And I know I can do a lot, a lot, a lot better, but it's one of them things you cannot change. And yeah, history now, you have to look to the future. In your interview on Sky yesterday after you won, you said that a lot of the other players in this Premier League were boring. Is that why we've seen the big celebrations yeah, from you? Have you not felt that... Is it not true? There's some players who don't have any, doesn't give any energy, who nothing inside them are quite, uh, in my opinion, boring. But uh, if, I, if I'm wrong, people yeah, can tell me I'm wrong. But if you're going to look back to the old days, but games move on and darts is moving on and different people are going to stand up. Uh, would, have, would the Premier League have been looked the same if Cobra wasn't here, I think yes, but you can't do anything against it because, because Cobra is here and you have to deal with the situation. Same as me, I can complain as much as I want about there's no crowd and it's not in my favour, but you have to deal with it. And you can sit down in, in the corner and cry your, eyes out, you cry your eyes out, but it doesn't say anything. You have to try put your shoulders on, underneath it and come on, try to do better. Michael, thanks very much for your time and well done again tonight. Um, Michael, do you take extra confidence from not just winning and playing well, but beating opponents that are playing well against you? Yeah, they gives you a lot of confidence, of course. Mm -hmm. if, if, let's say I won now with a 107 average against someone with a 92. Then, but now he, play, he put me under so much pressure, I had to do well. And I was not allowed to miss them doubles on the, on the finishing. And that's what gives you more pleasure out of the game. How can you get rid of the, the occasional games where you're still averaging mid-90s? We've seen the top, top averages this week. Of course, but uh, that's why I said I'm not consistent enough. I have to work on that, but uh, I think I'm doing a great job so far. Mm -hmm. and it takes time. It takes a little bit more time than I wanted to, but yeah, I can't really, complain. Uh, can't really complain too much so far. You've had to work really hard to get your game back to... Uh, an excellent position where it is now. Where would the achievement of winning another Premier League rank for you? Yeah, that would be really important for, towards myself as well. But uh, a title is still too far away. Uh, I, I know I'm always very optimistic. Uh, 
I always believe in myself, but there's still four more games to go before I'm going to play the semi-final and final. I will be in there definitely, 100%. But uh, I, now I need to make sure I also keep this form going. That's really important. Okay. Thank you very much for your time, Michael. There we have it. The Green Machine in a boisterous mood, I think, once again, gents, as he is in prime position now to qualify for finals night. In fact, some people may even say he is already there. Two more points should probably guarantee that for him in the next four matches. So we'll see how that plays out. On to the second game of the night, boys. And someone that, again, we were probably writing off at the start of this week that will not be in the top four has just kept his hopes alive with two very, very good back-to-back performances and wins in the Flying Scotsman, Gary Anderson. Uh, absolutely dismantled Dimitri van der Berg at times tonight. He won on a run of, of six legs on the spin against the match play champion, the man that beat him in the match play final, the man that beat him in the first phase of the Premier League. Um, we're saying that the green machine is back, boys. Is the Flying Scotsman back too? I think he might be. I think he might. Something's clicked, hasn't it, the last couple of nights? Um, he was it was just majestic, though, for the most part of that game tonight. So he just, like you said, he, dis- he dismantled Dimitri Vandenberg, who has been one of the best players in this Premier League so far. And he was never in the game, really. Gary just... The two big finishes as well. It was... He just didn't look like he was going to miss. The biggest thing for me, the average was great, but 8 out of 10 on the doubles, another good night on the outer ring. And when he's hitting those, he's just unstoppable. He's been very inconsistent for Gary over the last few weeks. And I think it was interesting that after the match, he said that he wanted to carry on. He didn't want the two-week break now because he's found some form. He's been so hit and miss on the outer ring, which I think has been the downfall to where he is at the minute, he either averages 20% on the doubles or 80% like he did tonight. It's, it's like Gary Bold in the BDO. Yeah, but he, it's very strange to hear it as normally when you got a Darry Anderson interview, it's, uh, he's ready to go home and do some fishing. But tonight it's all around, uh, I want to carry on, I wish it was back to back. And two nights he's performed and just to say about Dimmu, we're talking about these two games and the two people who've lost have averaged 110 and 104. Pretty impressive stuff, not to only pick up what four legs for Dimmer. And but yeah, Dando looked very good. The, there's a, a similar turning point to the MVG quite early on, back to back tongue plus check out to the one, two, three, and one, four, six. And then from then, it did look like uh, a bit of Anderson of old. There was still the odd uh, wayward dart, but it looked it looked very confident up there. And I think it may be, I don't know, if people there's a lot of people writing him off. Um, after Wednesday night, that it was probably already done. He was in the position that we see in Peter Wright in there, but those two wins have certainly put him in the mitt. He's still got a lot to do um, when we come back, but he's certainly put himself back in the mitt. Yeah, completely agree. A word on Dimmy before we move on. Uh, still finds himself in the top four, currently in third position. Uh, only won one of his last four boys. He was comfortably looking like he was going to lead this Premier League. Um, all right, two incredible performances against him um, over the last couple of days. But is there a sign that maybe that pressure of, of being top is getting to the young Belgian camp? Possibly. Um, I think... I, I'm not really sure he's done a lot 
a lot wrong. Um, like you said, those two losses in the, the last three nights, he's averaged well in excess of 100 in both of them. Um, I think they're both around the 104, 105 mark that he's averaged in both those games and, and never been given an opportunity. I don't think there's... He, he was very good. Um, he was very good on Thursday night in picking up a win. I, I don't think he's in too much bother. I think he will still be there. I, I just think he's run into just two players who, when they're on, are, there is no other word, they're unplayable. I agree. More <coughs> with that, we'll see how it plays out for him next week. A big, big game um, on the opening night of blocks for for Dimitri, in my opinion, against boys. The player we're going to talk about next, Jose D'Souza, tonight beat Peter Wright 8-1. Now, Wright had his shoulder injury last night. It doesn't look like it's gone away completely. Found himself tinkering away with darts again, an average 84, but I don't even think a fit right would have kept up with Jose at some time tonight because he averaged 102.9 and made it look like he was having a chuck down his local pub. It was so comfortable, so calm for Jose. And I think there was another gear there if he needed it. He's only hit two 180s tonight. That is very unlike Jose de Souza. Lee. Yeah, it, it took him It took him a long, long time to find uh, the 180s, but the performance from him was very good. It was... It was a very difficult watch to see Peter Wright struggling. I think just looking over this week, he's had a 88, 92 and 84 average. It was very, very hard to watch Peter Wright performing like that. But Jose capitalised on that. And what a big win that would be when we're looking at the length difference. As you touched upon, he's got a massive game in the return with Dimmy, where probably that was far saying the winner of that puts themselves only one win away, maybe from... Um, cementing a top four position so what a big down that is but the confidence he's got from that and the increase of lead difference by P- um, beating Peter Wright 8-1 is very done within a scene but um, hitting 180s I think the interesting thing with Jose as well is we haven't seen a massive amount of him with fans obviously uh, in winning the title last year was without fans so it's going to be interesting to see what performance we see from the special one uh, of the return of fans in a couple of weeks time yeah, speaking of the return of fans, Cam, obviously, Snakey's got two weeks off now. Does he go away and rest? Does he go away and tinker about? And does the return of fans galvanise him into some sort of phenomenal comeback? Or are we once again going to see the former world champion miss out on the top four in the Premier League? Because that's an atrocious record in qualifying in this event. He does, what is it? Twi- just twice that he's made just twice, the finals yeah. night. He's, it's not... Yeah, it's not his his favourite event, I don't think, is it, in terms of qualification and having that success here. I think he's got a rest or got to get some work done on that shoulder because there's clearly something that's not right. Um, I know sometimes we see players like making more of an injury when they're not playing so well, but it, I don't think there's any of that to it with Peter Wright. I genuinely think there's something clearly not, not right at all there. Um, and... Yeah, kind of as as we all expected when we chatted about it on on the pod last night. It was it was what we expected to happen. It, if Wright's not fully fit and the way Jose has been playing and has been playing lately, it was always going to be a kind of one sided game. And he'd done exactly what he needed to there, Jose, and making sure that 
like you said, it's not just about the win, but that leg difference, getting an extra seven legs is huge because uh, yeah. we know how tight that table is and how tight it could be come the end of it. And, I mean, I may have had a few words about Jose de Souza last night after his, after what he did in those in the final legs against James Wade, but nothing but just praise for the way he played tonight. Hang on, and lay one more before we move on to the final game. There was a lot of talk in the final game of the evening between Vandenberg and Gary Anderson about Wayne Marlow was on commentary saying he was convinced they were going to hit a nine dart because they were chopping in so many 180s. Peter Wright arguably came closest back to back 180s out absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it would have been <coughs> the strangest sort of nine dart we probably would have seen. So I'm not quite sure what reaction we would have got from Peter Wright. Uh, because obviously the game at that stage looked like it done. Um, the two 180s, by the time the fourth one went in, you sort of thought there's a chance here, just because for six starts, you threw complete freedom, but then obviously it didn't hit it, but it would have been a very, very strange uh, nine dart or this with no fans, with performances that he's done this week. Um, but it was a very good effort. Very Imagine definitely. it would have been a similar sort of response to James Wade when he hit one against against Stephen Bunting and just it probably wouldn't have been much to shout about. It would have only got him back to 7-2. And it's another example that we see so often that someone hitting six perfect darts and losing the leg again. One of only well, two legs that he had the, at a double in and he still lost this one. Yeah, the, the thing that I'd probably say about Peter Wright as well, for me, it's... He's got to win all four. Um, do I see that? No. Even it still might not Peter, be enough. <laughs> even with, yeah, even with if Peter Wright returned and he's in top form, to win four on the bounce in this Premier League is a very, very hard thing to do. I'm not sure if anyone has done it yet this year. Um, but I just hope he comes back in those four nights. We've seen um the sort of fancy dress that he had at the world championships. I just hope he comes back and enjoys those four days because I think if he's up there and enjoying his game and not tinkering with his darts. At least we'll see four good days of Peter Wright, but qualifying, yeah, I'm with you, Tam. Four wins might not be enough, but I don't see him getting four anyway, because it's very difficult for anyone to do that. Yeah, Especially with the final game of his campaign against the current leader of the pack, Michael Van Gerwen. Final game tonight then, boys, and then we will talk about uh, the final block, who we think is going to make the top four and the runs of fixtures they've all got. Uh, Johnny Clayton beat Nathan Aspinall 8-6. It is back-to-back losses for the Asp. Uh, This one, in a game that you would have thought would have suited the Asp, it went a bit scrappy. Uh, 92.8 average for Johnny Clayton, 91.64 for Aspinall. Uh, But doubles were not good in this one, Cam. Do we we have to talk about this one? (laughs) There's a reason it's not. <laughs> yeah, not not so much about the standard of the game, like you said. I just I just don't like to talk about Nathan Ask me all getting beat, especially not in a game like you said, where it became a scrap and a fight. And I would I'm not sure there's anyone else I'd pick in the world generally in darts to win a game that becomes a scrap and a battle other than Nathan Aspinall. And that's not just because of my loyalties to him. He's just he's that sort of player where when it becomes that sort of a battle, you expect him to just pull it out and get over the line. And it looked like he might for a while in the middle of the game. He 
when he got the break back and got level, it looked like he might kick on from there. But then Johnny wrapped it up in that last leg, um, which again wasn't particularly pretty, was it? It was missed chances from from the pair of them. Seventeen darts to break the throw. It's not. It's not what you expect, really, is it? And he's after back-to-back losses. He's now in a little bit of trouble from leading the pack um, a couple of days ago with a little gap. He's now... He's in a bit of danger. Well, he's still second. He's still eight legs clear of Dimitri. So, on the upside, back-to-back losses have been close today for Nassau. But they've been 8-6 both times. So, his leg difference hasn't taken a significant pounding, if you like. He sort of did this last year, though, didn't he? He went on a bit of a run, then dipped a bit, and then still found a way to sneak into that top four and go all the way to the final, which he, in the end, lost to Glenn Durham. Has, does he still have that resilience about him? We've seen it early doors. I personally believe that Nathan National absolutely loves being the underdog and struggles with the mentality where he is leading and, and front of the pack. He much like Gary Anderson, needs something to play for other than just it being darts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, he's had a dud run, such a dud run. Was it nine, around nine unbeaten? Um, and such a dud run he's had. So I don't want to be too critical of the ass. But yeah, I'm totally with you. I think the position suits him of being that underdog. Um being the front runner we've not really seen from him before. Um, but yeah, being that underdog certainly plays into Aspinall's favour. And I still expect him to qualify. But I think before probably the last couple of nights, I expected that sort of free to sort of move away and cement themselves in the playoffs and then the rest of the players to be fighting for that fourth space. But Aspinall's need needs a bit winning those first one of those first two nights to make sure he's in the mix. Otherwise I believe he's got a difficult first time back, MVG, uh, MVG upon return. <laughs> and if you lose what you need after you've lost one, two on the bounce, isn't it? Yeah, if you if you lose that one, he's certainly then in the midst for fighting for fourth instead of where we seen him up at the end of Wednesday night, where he was nearly nailed on to qualify. So it is a big, big first two nights for Nathan Ashman. Needs two points out of those first two nights. Yeah, completely and before we look at the last four, word of Johnny Clayton, not the best performance from him tonight, but he will be happy after losing to Michael last night and beat James at the start of the week. He's not really gone back to back very often in terms of wins. He's done it twice in the campaign. He needs to do it again now, doesn't he, in this final four. He needs to put a little bit of a run together. You can't be up and down constantly if he's going to go on to lift this Premier League title like many tipped him to because he is the Masters champion and was playing so good coming into this Premier League campaign. Yeah, he does need, he needs to follow that up now with at least a couple of victories in the first probably three days to give him that chance going into Thursday that he can get that top spot. Well, not top spot, but the spot in the top four. Um, it will be interesting to see how he deals with the fans coming back because, again, we've not really seen that for him either In since he's become the player he's become over the last few few months. He's not done any of that in front of anyone and whether he can still do it will 
we'll see. Um, the one player that it will, I think, definitely help, and I think that first night with fans back playing MVG is going to be perfect for Nathan Aspinall in terms of he's one player that definitely needs that sport. And Wednesday, Thursday, he's going to have some serious shouting coming from from the back of the room from from a certain <laughs> certain member of the online arts team that's going to be there for those <laughs> nights. <laughs> Get ready for that, Lee Boyce, on Thursday night. I told my yeah. free time. Told my no voice left by the time it comes out to the podcast, and I'm getting a phone call at ten in the evening. Go, Jack, could you step in? Yeah, we'll see about that. Hey, watch it. <laughs> just me, who just... else, then, Before we look at the table, who else is going to benefit from the fans being back next week? Who's going to be a little bit indifferent, and who do you think it might take away a little bit from? Obviously, you just said Nathan is one that absolutely thrives on the crowd. I'm looking at likes of Van Gerwen as someone who'll get a boost to it. Maybe Peter Wright too, and Gary Anderson. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all I was going to say is you're probably looking at the the players who have won numerous titles with crowds in and yeah. adopt the sort of newbies coming in the Jose, the Dimmies, Johnny Clayton. Who, yeah, we've seen them perform on stage before. But night after night with fans in, it's not that they're not going to. It's a bit we're not sure what what performance we'll get from those players. Um, yeah. And I think the sort of the Aspinall one to look to is certainly Aspinall. Not only is that fans bat, but the first night he's got the underdog status then because he's got MVG. So we're all saying how difficult it is. However, that is probably a draw that Aspinall wouldn't mind because he's going into it as massive underdog with the one we've seen MVG. Uh, Johnny Clayton, I'm not too sure what we will see. But I think the break does help him because, like we've seen, we've seen a confident Darry Anderson back-to-back nights. Would he want to be playing Darry Anderson after the two nights he's just had or would he rather have a two-week break and not sure what Dando we're going to see? Surely he would want that break. So it's going to be interesting to see. There's, there's different spins on every game, I think. So really looking forward to the first night back and I think we are going to see uh, close names in those. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. The three that won titles behind closed doors, this next block of four is massive for them because they're all still in the hunt. They're all in those positions, second, third and fifth. No, third, fourth and fifth, sorry. They're all next to each other, including Nathan and that for some reason. But it will be interesting to see how they react, especially with the bigger names are likely to get the more support from the crowd. It'll be interesting, actually, to see if the crowd pick a pantomime villain for the week because of the absence of Gerwin Price. We've seen how actually on social media fans have started to adore the Iceman as well and, and have sort of turned the, the page with him now that he's world champion and world number one. But it'll be interesting to see if anybody gets the Iceman reception next week when the fans return. Let's have a look at the um, table then, boys, before we predict who's going to finish in that top four. Uh, first, in the league, as we've said multiple times tonight, is the Green Machine, Marco Van Gogh, back on top in the Premier League, a place we are incredibly used to seeing him apart from last year. Uh, he's on 17 points and a plus 21 leg difference. Second, Nathan Aspinall, the leader for the last couple of nights, uh, 15 points plus 15 leg difference. He is eight legs better off than Dimitri van der Berg, who's in third. He's also on 15 points for the plus seven leg difference. And your top four is currently completed by the special one, Jose de Salza, 14 points and a plus 12 leg difference. 
Uh, in fifth, Johnny Clayton, also in 14 points, eight legs behind Jose, though. He's on a plus four leg difference. Gary Anderson still in the hunt on 12 points. Uh, five more points from him next week might make this interesting. Uh, he's on 12 points and a zero leg difference. Uh, James Wade is in seventh on 11 points and a minus one leg difference. And I think, boys, we can pretty much say Peter Wright will not be in the finals night. He's on nine points, a minus 16 leg difference. If he won all four of his games next week, even with a massive leg difference, he can only get to the same amount of points that Van Gerwen is currently on. That's massive. It is. It's huge. And, yeah, like you said, I think... I mean, it's what's it going to take just to turn around that leg difference? Never mind anything else. Um, can you see him going out there and winning 8-4, four, four nights on the bounce just to get it back to zero? I, I can't see it. I don't, I don't think... And, like you said, 17 points may sneak you in, but it won't sneak you in with a zero leg difference. It might if you've got a plus 12 like Jose or um, even like Dimmy or with plus seven where that'll go up a couple more as well. You might sneak in with that, but you're not sneaking in with anything less than probably plus 10 as your leg difference. That's a big, big swing for Snakey. So come on in, boys. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who are the final four in the Premier League before we say goodbye to everybody because we're taking up way too much of their time. Lee, I'll start with you. Four names that will be in the finals night as it stands now. Oh, I was hoping you'd come to me second. Uh, <laughs> no. I'll jump in if you want. I've Don't got mine point. ready. Although, MVG, Aspinall, Dimmy, and the fourth one. Just looking at the fixtures, Jose has got four of the top five. He's the other one in the top five with his last four games. I can't see him doing enough there. I'm going to say... He always finds a way. So I'm going to say Gary Anderson. So oh, that's why I wanted to jump in first because that he <laughs> took my four. <laughs> MVG, Aspinall, Dimmy, Anderson. Uh, sorry, although MVG, Dimmy, Aspinall, Anderson in that order. Yeah. MVG's going to go on that run now. I'm, yeah, I'm picking exactly the same four. It's not making it very interesting or much of a debate, but. Yeah, I'm gonna. The only thing I'm gonna put different, I'm gonna stick Nathan. The, the top three stay as they are right now. MVG finishes top, Nathan second, Dimmy third, and then Gary sneaks that last spot. Um, yeah, I just think he will just do enough, and I think he's he is one that will benefit again from from the fans coming back. Tam, Tam, I'm just waiting now to see which one of Dobbs. Pitts, is it James Wade or Peter Wright? He's going to have to sneak into that fourth because we know he's a fan of both of those and looking at the position. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sneaking even out it, unfortunately. One of he wants, three... he really wants to pick Wadey, but he, he just can't because he, he'll feel like he's going to jinx him if he does. No, he's too far back. One of the top three does miss out for me, though. Astounding, man. If you say Nathan Asmol, me and you are going to fall out, mate. No. Michael Van Gogh will finish top. Jose de Sousa will finish second. Ooh. Nathan Aspinall will finish third. And Gary Anderson will finish fourth. Jose second with that running. Big show, yeah, dog. That is a big show. Yeah, I mean, show. I, I uh, just to touch on the thing you mentioned before about the pantomime villain, I'm not sure there will be one, at least at the start of games at the walk-ons. But like we've touched on before, 
Dimmy starts taking his time and messing about a little bit, taking 20 seconds to go and throw a dart, he might become one part way through the game. Um, and other than that, the only pantomime villain is going to be anyone that's playing Nathan Aspinall on Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> yeah, look, look, he's been very, very good for the last three nights. And the performances that he's put in have been very good against some very, very good performances against him. But to me, there is just a sign in the action that, that the composure from Dimmy isn't quite where he'd have you to believe it. If you can put him under it from the start, there are moments that he just lets it get away from him. We, I saw glimpses last night against Gary of him trying to... Gary put in a poor score to open the leg. Dimmy put in a 180. Gary then put in another poor score. And Dimmy just tried to take a moment there as if to say, I'm going to let this sit in your head. Put in a 60 himself. Gary threw a 180. And Dimmy didn't win another leg for another four legs. And there's just signs... Don't worry, Gary's performance was fantastic. But the night before as well, Dimmy's got a very distinct action and everybody says it it doesn't and cannot break down, but just just go back and watch it, right? There are signs. He's got a very distinct moving action, like a feather of a of a cue of a snooker cue, right? And there are times when he's just setting and throwing. There's no movement in it. And to me, he's rushing to get rid of that dart a little bit. Got away with it, still played very well last night, but that can unravel if he's not careful with it. That's that's all I'm gonna say on that one. Um, I, did, it, I, I can see Doc. I, well, I'm seeing you post it in our group when we was talking um when the game was on. And there is bits in there with it. I just think with his run of fixtures that he's got, does he include Peter Wright and James Wade? I just think Dimmy will uh get over the line. Uh, I think that running by Jose is so difficult. So difficult and it's such a big game. The Jose Dimmy game on Monday is so big. Because um, I think whoever gets the win there puts himself in such a strong position. Um, but I think Dimmy will do enough. Yeah, just as the one of just plays, needs plays two in wins, his favour. That's it. Like two wins, and he's got, a, like you say, he's got James Wade, who, I mean, it's not never easy to beat, but you'd think on balance of sort of the way they're playing that you would beat him. And Peter Wright, if his shoulders still not not there, you fancy him to to win that one as well. I mean, with two weeks away, I just think that shoulder will be a little bit better. Peter Wright, for me, is going to play exactly the same role as Rob Cross in the early part. We didn't quite think Rob Cross was going to do enough to sneak through, but he could have done enough to play the spoiler, if you like. I think Peter Wright plays the spoiler next week. I think he can pick up a result or two in that block of four that affects other people. It it won't affect him. I will put my house on it that he's not going to win all four but he will pick up a win or two against somebody in contention that really throws their campaign into doubt into making that top four in the final week. Yeah. And that, boys, is where we're going to leave it. Thank you very much, ladies and gents, for listening to us today. Um, We cannot wait, cannot wait for the fans to be back for the final block of for in the meantime, don't forget to head over to our YouTube channel. We played you, Pete, at Michael Van Gerwen's interview earlier. We've got interviews from the other players that won this evening. Uh, also, don't forget to head over to Online Darts TV on YouTube once again this evening for the final of the Online Darts Live League. That action will be available to you on there. Check us out on social media, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, and 
If we don't speak to you before, guys, don't forget the live lounge will be with you on Monday evening. Myself, Phil Bars, and Charlotte Beaton will be back for our usual two hours of nonsense from 8pm on Monday night. Once again, over on the Online Darts YouTube channel. Lee Boyce, Tam McFarlane, thank you very much for joining me once again, boys. And wherever you are, guys, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.